So, uh, Halfley, making phone calls in the middle of the night. Not to recruits, though. Definitely to Green Bay. Jeff Halfley is out at Boston College. We'll talk about that, as well as UNC and the Board of Trustees. Why is it shaping like North Carolina is trying to find themselves out of the ACC as well? Maybe they made a few phone calls to Florida State. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere. Today's episode is full of fun as Jeff Hapley is out at Boston College for reasons that remain to be seen. But either way it goes, he is off to Green Bay to be the new defensive coordinator for the Packers. We're going to talk about his exit, the poor timing, and just what that could potentially mean for the Eagles and all of Kenton's favorite players over there in Chestnut Hill. We'll also talk about North Carolina and not only the upset from Georgia Tech, what that could mean for the net, but, you know, they're deciding that maybe the Big Ten isn't that bad. We'll talk through those conversations and the amendments that are going around in these North Carolina streets. So let's get right into it. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more right now, new customers. Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Kenton, Jeff Halfley, we've been saying for quite some time that Halfley was on that pack watch. Now, not only did he say, don't worry about me, you ain't got to worry about me. I don't want to get fired. I'm not going into the season going to get fired midway. I'm going to go ahead and pack my stuff up in the, like a thief in the night and head to Green Bay. Yeah, I get it. I see what he – I'm not going to say you I see like see the vision? It. I'm not going to say I agree with the vision, but I see the vision a thousand percent. I mean, when you think about Jeff Halfley, he was struggling – and let's just be honest, because everybody keeps talking about, oh, he took him to X amount of bowl games the next amount of year. Look at that man's conference record. What what are we really doing here? Like, True. with all, fair, with all fair. due respect, they scheduled three to four, you know, hey, the Island of Misfit Toys University, um, uh, Boston LaGrange Community College. Who that played uh, really close. And, and, you know, teams like that. And they got a couple wins. whoop de do. I'm not going to lie and say they never played good ball under Halfley. I'm not going to say that. But what I will say is he underwhelmed massively as a head coach. He was really good at giving the, the talks that made media personalities and whatnot think, ooh, oh, he, he could be different. This time could be different up in Chestnut Hill. And it was the same sad song every time. You ain't got to call me out like that, but go ahead. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just you, you know. He fooled you, but you, you weren't the only one. So, I mean, I get it. His best success came as a defensive coordinator at Ohio State where they had one of the best uh, passing defenses in the nation. I understand the the desire to go back to that space, to that realm, to that kind of place in, in time. I get it. With that being said, I personally look at this and I'm just like, 
this is just a really bad look. This is just a really bad look. Like the statements that came out afterwards and all that and the, oh, well, I'd love to come back to college when it's just about football. Okay, Jeff, I will tell you the same thing. You know what? I'm going to call you Jeffrey. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I would tell to anybody else, okay? The players will stop getting paid, and the game will go back to the love of the game status when coaches go back to doing it for the love of the game. The inception of college football, coaches weren't the highest paid uh, state officials in in the nation. They are now. If y'all want to return those salaries, I promise you, I will not let based anyone. If every coach agrees, we will all go down to making a maximum of $60,000 a year. We'll all go down. Every dime will go to paying the players, paying the concession staff, paying the cleaning crew, paying everybody else but us. I'll hear you out. But until then, brother, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, yeah, players get paid now. It's part of the deal, Jeff. If it was too much heat, get out the kitchen, which he did. He scurried out that kitchen like a thief in the night, left the stove on and all. But my biggest thing is, like, what was the issue, right? Because if you're saying that you couldn't compete, that's fair, but call it what it is. If you're saying that Boston College was never going to get the advantage, call it that what it is. Like, what was the real reason? And for me, I felt like the writing was on the wall. There were backdoor conversations that was like, hey, we want to see you get through a season. But I promise you, there are certain games on this docket where if we don't see Ws, you will be packing. I feel like it was if we don't see seven to eight wins this season, we need to have a conversation. I don't think six was going to cut it any longer. And I think he kind of knew that and wanted to get out of Dodge because he saw that roster and said, baby, ain't no need for no spring ball. Ain't no need. Ain't no need for me to go through all this motion because they ain't got it. I agree. I agree. But you know what's crazy? It's not like you were coming into a situation where the covers were bare. You were the one who did the grocery shopping, Jeffrey. It was you. So it's his recruits, and he should own it. And and this is per a, a source that spoke to ESPN. He wants to go coach football again in the league that is all about football. College coaching has become fundraising, NIL, recruiting your own team and transfers. There's no time to coach football anymore. Jeffrey, everybody else seems to be doing just fine. And listen, it's not for everybody. We can say that, right? Yeah, everybody ain't able. Everybody ain't able. To me, being a head coach is like being a politician. Like, Mm -hmm. it's less about the X's and O's and more about kissing the babies. You have to shake the right hands. You have to do a radio show. You have to make sure, you know, your fundraising, your boosters, your committee, your constituents are always feeling the love so they can get the butts in the seats and all of those sorts of things. You got to do the gala dinners. You got to go speak to people. You got to do community. It's a lot to being a head coach beyond just, hey, Jimmy you know, is getting bad grades. Why isn't he attending class? Like, that's why you have the assistants on top of assistants on top of assistants. It's a lot for some people. Do I have empathy? Sure. But how much? I mean, you're making millions of dollars here. It, it goes but so deep for me. You'll be all right. I, I just want to know this, and this is a very genuine question for me, and I'm not being facetious at all here. Why... Do we keep doing this thing where we're like football isn't about the love of the game anymore? I'm I'm very confused by that because you go to the NFL where it's all about football 
And then what happens when Rashawn Gary holds out because he wants to get paid more? But is it all about a love of the football? Because at the end of the day, in a lot of people's eyes, there are a lot of talented people in the NFL that could care less about football. They just know they're big and tall and that's all, and they they can put their hand in the dirt and do what they got to do to feed their family. Doesn't mean they love it. That's just their profession. You know, it's a shocking amount of people that actually fall into that category. And trust me, I know because I've spoken to former teammates that play in the league and all that. And they're like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's really good, but he doesn't really like love the game. He just shows up and treats it like work. He does his work and goes on. But I, again, I'm, I'm very, if you would have, to me, Halfley leaving like this is just one of the nastiest ways it could have possibly went down. As if Boston fans didn't have enough right now, right? As if that New England area didn't have enough on their plates in terms of all the things going on with coaches leaving, retiring, exiting, stage left, and all that. This is just so disappointing. It really is. For the administration to say, for the administrators to say, we'll give you another chance, we'll give you another year, and this is how you do it. And I hope that I'm wrong. I very genuinely hope that I'm wrong and that he really did. They told him, hey, listen, we're going to separate this thing one way or the other. And he said, all right, cool. I'll find a new job as soon as I can and and rocked out with that. But this is just a shame. I definitely think they got caught popped in the mouth. And I think as the season progresses, people had interviews and that phone call came in. It's hard to turn down Matt LaFleur. It's hard to turn down NFL money. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got families to feed. So I don't blame him one bit in this economy. All right. Before we get into the timing of all of this and what that could potentially mean for Boston College, let's talk about Super Bowl Listen, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets who's going to score the most touchdowns, how many points will be scored, how long will the national anthem be, will it be heads or tails, all of that fun stuff. New customers join today, get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Join, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Are you more of a heads or tails guy, you know? Do you do the heads or tails bet? I don't bet um, on heads or tails, but tails. Tails okay. never fails. <laughs> there could also be, you know, Baconators involved. Who knows? I'm glad everyone gets a kick out of that. My arteries are crying already. Oh, now, oh so you don't believe in Tyler Shuck either, huh? I do believe in Tyler Shuck. Mm, okay. We're going to be eating Olive Garden at the end of next season. All right. Okay. Like All right. And, and, and listen... If he gets like 10 touchdowns in the first four or five games, I'll go double to nothing to make it a triple bacon native. I'm not trying to die. Let's get back into why we're here. If you don't know the reason for the bet, please catch up on the episodes. Let's talk about the poor timing of deciding to leave an entire program, yeah. what that could put in jeopardy for not only, you know, your assistants, your training staff, your athletic, your athletic trainers, all of the, all, not athletic trainers, excuse me, your strength and conditioning coaches and all that comes with you more solidified because that's who you hired. Now, whoever they pick, trying to find new jobs and all the things. It's a hard conversation to have at the dinner table. Hey, just leaving. 
who knows what's going to come of that. But I'm almost sure that it's not going to be me sitting at the helm when it's all said and done. That's that's got to be scary, frustrating, and just really disappointing. I agree. I agree. And and you talk about, you know, hey, in this economy, you got to do what you got to do. Jeff Hafley made $3 million last year. That man is not hurting. He is not the person that's looking at the price in the grocery store. Jeez Louise. $8. That's not him. That's not him. So, you know, for, for this, and you want to talk about the the timing on everybody else. Where is everyone going to go? Come on. Your coaches, most teams have their coaching staffs set by this point. Nobody's firing anybody else. Nobody is firing anybody else. That's not happening at this point of year. If the athletic director wanted your tail gone by now, you'd be gone. Let's talk about this aspect of it. The new hires at other schools, they have their staffs in place already. My boy got tired of making them phone calls. That's really what it is. They have their staffs in place. So who you going to go get? Bill Belichick is right there. That's the, that's the layup. Don't smoke it. Just make a phone call. Just see Just see what he's doing. He might as well, right? Because he probably was tired of dealing with, you know, lackluster multimillionaire players on the NFL level. And maybe so, he's just trying to get some thousandaires. So he wants to get a lackluster thousandaires at, at Boston Garden? I'm finding it, okay? Maybe he's just trying – Maybe he just wants to get back to the love for him. Maybe he just wants to go coach the ball, and he doesn't have to recruit hard because, I mean, what, Tom Brady? That's all you have to say, right? And, and here's here's the other part of this, right? You talk about the coaches and where they're going to go. Let's talk about the, the folks who really got some money on the line, you know? You talked about them before the show started. Everybody knows this is a Castellano stand account. This is, I think, the world. Of Mr. Castellanos. I believe it's Thomas Castellanos. I, believe, I think the world of him, that's a ball player. That's a dude right there. Watching him, and, and anybody who knows me knows I still hate quarterbacks. I still I still hate quarterbacks. And watching him is a joy. Is it, because He'll do whatever it takes to get that team to a win. And so where do you leave guys like him? who aren't going to be able to find a quality home because the portal and all that fun has come to a close as of right now. So you have not only left your staff high and dry, you left these players high and dry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most frustrating part, right? Like you can't tell me you want to get back to the love of it or you miss the love of it. And you're going to leave these young jokers probably via text, via phone call, via WebEx, via, you know, Zoom saying I'm going to go do what's best for me and my family. At the end of the day, it's a business. So either you love it or it's a business, but which one is it? It's kind of contradictory to me. And and at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you this much. When I look at this situation and the way that these players enter the portal, with Nick Saban, there was the reason of, duh, he couldn't leave earlier. They were competing for a national championship. You couldn't just leave in the middle of that, like, hey, y'all, I'm tired, you know. I want to go love on Miss Terry and eat oatmeal cream pies all day. That's all I want to do. Okay. That's all I want to do. I don't really care about none of that other stuff. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't do that. Halfley, brother, you had months. Your season's been over for months with an S. It's it's a very disappointing. And at this point, 
all all Boston College can seriously do at this point in time, probably go after maybe and I, I maybe a group of five coach head coach, maybe a coordinator at the the uh, power five level, but. Listen, but do they want that? Do they want to come in and have to get a new crop of guys who they're barely they're going to be you know picking at scraps at this point to get quality guys? And that's the thing: the quality guys that are there to stay. You're not going to get an elite coordinator. Like I I don't, I don't think that you know you're not getting a Tony Gibson to to go in there. I I highly doubt that. But you can get yourself, uh, you know, above average coordinator. Like hey. Come on, you know, we'll we'll do good things together and all that good stuff. Because I mean, again, it's it's just it's really such a shame the way that this shook out. It really and truly is. And here's the thing: I know that there are some Boston College fans that are happy that that he's gone and all that. I'm sure. But again, I just I think that this was just, you know, and and Jamal in the comments said that the Green Bay job just came open. We understand that. But as the head coach of this team, of that that Boston College team, you had certain commitments to certain players. If you were on the trail doing your job, if you were on the trail doing your job, because your job is to recruit, your job is to constantly be, you were probably not too long ago calling a recruiter or telling coaches, hey, we need to talk to this guy. We need to, you know, go get this guy. Hey, we're going to be, we're building something special here in Chestnut Hill. And then boom, you're gone. Well, you know that meme where the guy's walking with the girl, hand in hand, they're walking, mm-hmm. but he turns his he head. He turns and looks. Yeah. He looks. It feels like with the timing of this, your eyes were always set on something else. I don't think mm-hmm. you were fully bought into Boston College. If there was an out, if there was an opportunity, you were damn sure going to take it. It never quite lined up maybe last season. You probably felt this way for a while now, but you tried to stick beside it. And you know, at the end of the day, you're going to do the job that's set before you. But the timing of this one makes me feel as if you always had one foot out the door. I'm going to tell you this. That if To leave for that D.C. job, you – you looking back at somebody with a long back, okay? If I caught my man turning around and staring and it wasn't nothing, we got some bigger problems, bro. We got some bigger problems, but I ain't going to go there right now. The the reality is this. Again, you talk about you want to come back to the college ranks and all that. I'll tell you what possibly ruined that for you. Josh McDaniels. You remember (laughs) Josh McDaniels? You remember old Josh McDaniels of the former Raider and Bronco fame? Mm-hmm. What happened with Josh McDaniels? He was went Bronco fame. Yeah, he was a, he was the Broncos head coach. He got fired there, mm-hmm. and then he was the Raiders head coach. Got fired there. Never had a winning season. And then at one time, was he trying to be the Colts? And then he got reneged. And then he reneged. He reneged. And, and here's here's why I say that because teams saw you become a head coach and lead your team nowhere in a hurry. Mm-hmm. He didn't do the worst job that I've ever seen as a head coach, but he damn sure didn't do a good one. I, I don't think anybody would argue, hey, Boston College was in a better place when he left it than when he found it, right? Teams are going to look at that when you want to come back to the college ranks or when you want to coach again when it's all about the football. Okay. And you don't think that teams are going to look at that, Buki? No? Not Buki, I'm my sorry. favorite word of 2024. I think he's found a more stable home. He saw the writing on the wall, and now he'll just have to live with his decision. 
Yeah. And you know, we'll go from there. At the end of the day, like you like made that bed, and now it's time for you to lie in it. For sure. All right. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk about a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. The Jay's case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin, skin infections, and more. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through the recent most breaking news of Jeff Halfley out at Boston College, which, you know, we spend a good little bit here on, but I want to end with conversations that people have been asking us around North Carolina. Not only they got their little fannies beat by a really good Georgia Tech team, who I've been saying has been that, that dark horse flying under the radar, just a really young program. It is what it is. I'm glad it happened now instead of in the tournament. I think some of our best are being exposed and looking a little funny in the light, but that's neither here nor there. I'm trying to be nice today. The problem is, quickly, while we're all trying to do these athletics things here, the Board of Trustees is making amendments, voting on different things about whether or not a university, a part of the USC school system, has to formally announce to let people know that they are going to try and get their athletic programs or athletic department into a new conference, which is very interesting because for those who aren't familiar with North Carolina, the UNC school system has, UNC school system has 16 schools, right? So you have North Carolina, NC State, you got East Carolina, Western Carolina, Elizabeth City State, Winston-Salem State, North Carolina A&T, name the list, run it, Okay. There's a lot that goes within each university, a lot of ways the money is divvied up. Now, North Carolina, NC State, they go hand in freaking hand. So if you think for anyone who's trying to talk realignment and really get to the nitty gritty of it, North Carolina could leave without NC State, I have very much news for you. It almost and certainly is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But with the way Florida State has been handling their judicial issues, look at legal issues. I feel like North Carolina is setting itself up for just the realities of what could be and don't want to be left behind. Yeah, I, you know, the way, the wording of this was very strange because it's, it's that these schools and their board of trustees have to notify the board of governors before any move is made, which is like, was that not a thing before? Could board of trustees just unilaterally say, "Hey, we want out. We we want out. That's that's all there is to it." Like I, I don't think it was ever an issue because the ACC has been so USC has been so loyal to the ACC. There was never a thought. This right. wasn't a thing. The way athletics has you know really transformed over the past couple of years, yeah. it was. I mean, they were they were loyal to. I mean, they, they ain't really loyal to so to NCAA, especially North Carolina. But you know. I definitely think they didn't think this would ever be how it is in I mean, terms for, of athletes. 
For sure. But I mean, even if you think about all the schools, right? Like Fayetteville State definitely couldn't have been that loyal to, to the CIAA. Never mind. We're not going there right now. They're still Long- the CIAA, you crazy? No, I know they are. I'm just saying schools like them, schools like St. Aug, like some of the things that y'all been through, y'all can't be that loyal. You know, but that's that's neither here nor there. The reality of this thing is simple. I'm kind of on the fence about this because this feels like posturing just to say things more so than actual movement towards meaningful change or progress or meaningful realignment. It really does. Well, I think it's also interesting because as much as we try and say realignment in athletics and you can just pick up and go and do what you want, so many state schools are very much tied to each other. There are yeah. classes you can take on the other side of the road and you know there's funding. There's so much that goes hand in hand that I know it's crazy concept, but not everybody cares about sports. <laughs> not everybody is running to the next game. So I think UNC can try to explore the Big Ten. It's probably probably the best fit for them. I doubt from a football standpoint, they would even dip a toe in the SEC. But crazier things have happened. You know, I I would much rather talk about Georgia Tech and, and Damon Stoudemire because they are the first, or I'm sorry, Damon Stoudemire is the third coach ever to win against Duke and UNC as far as ACC coaches go in their first year against both of those teams. Do you know who the other two are? No, please enlighten us. Sidney Lowe and Kevin Keats. Yuck. Good for them. Yuck. Terrible company. Stoudemire, however, I'm excited. Did you see him cry? That was beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, it it was a really full circle moment. Um, but in, in all seriousness, I really don't think that much about the realignment talks. And I think that the on the court ramifications of the upset by Georgia Tech is much more meaningful to the ACC in both the short and long term. Than- well, I don't think it's meaningful because, you know, as much as we want to sit here and pretend, it sort of hurt our NET. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it's meaningful, not positively now. Okay. Not, okay. okay. You know, like, Somebody slashing your tires is meaningful to your day. It's not a good thing, but it, it's very meaningful to your it day. It changes the outcome of how you thought you were going to end and go through. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought I was about to drive to work. Boom. My God. But that's that's very seriously, you know, this is a Georgia Tech team that first-year head coach, they've had their struggles, you know, all that type of stuff, but they've also had some very high highs. And and beating, uh, beating UNC is one of those very high highs. So I'm – I'm asking of UNC, like, how do you react to this? How do you react? And also, you know, you talk about are the Big Ten refs any good? I'll tell you this much. Maybe, just maybe, when we go up for last shots, we hunt for a shot and not foul shots. Now, that's just me. That's just me. You know, I don't want to be a hater or nothing, but that's just me. That's great. You know what? You got one little win against Miami to eat to his own, but that's fine. Y'all have that. I do want to answer this question from Rodnick saying, given the initial response when FSU first spoke out last year, do you think UNC is really surprised that FSU was not bluffing? My biggest thing to that is I'm not surprised FSU wasn't bluffing, but ain't no, ain't no carbon pulled yet. Like if you're going to do it, jump. If you're going to get on that, off that porch, go ahead, big dog. Like I, until I see breaking news. FSU is leaving you the damn ACC for blah, blah, blah. It don't mean nothing to me. 
Tell me how you bring that grant of rights because I would love to know. I need to meet the man, men, women's people because I got a couple things I'm trying to get out of. I need some loopholes. Oh, don't worry. Those See, here's the thing. Those loopholes can be solved with a lot of money. Things that you want to get out of if you got a lot of money to pay. Because, again, the low-end settlement that was that I was hearing thrown out was about 150 to 200 million. So if what all if y'all the Big Ten wants to help pay your buyout, they can't. Okay, all right. They can't announce that beforehand. And then after, and here's the thing: even if you have one of those backdoor shady conversations, right? Let's think about this from like the the most pessimistic way possible. Because I've been through some things in life recently to let you know you can't trust nobody. Baby. Mm-hmm. You can't trust nobody. And so let's say mm-hmm. I'm. Let's say it's at my alma mater. Let's say NC State agrees. We're going to break away from USC. We're going to do our big one. Right now's the time, right? And the Big Ten says, "Hey, we'll we'll pay three quarters of your fee to exit if you come join us." Mm-hmm. And Boo Corrigan says, "Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's do that." Right? And then they leave the conference. They pay X amount to leave the conference because the Big Ten can't pay beforehand. Because that's illegal. That's that would show that they were tampering and bad faith, all that good stuff. What happens if the Big Ten is like, "LOL, I was just joking, bro. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want from me. What, what do you mean? Like yeah, what? Mm-hmm. What happens then? They're stuck out there with. Wait a minute. We just paid two hundred million. We need some money. We need something." We finna get on Feet Finder and start selling pics or something. We need help. Help the child. <laughs> you just can't. You can't not be insane. I'm I'm just being honest. Very seriously, what would what would be the motivation against the conference doing that to a team? Because you can't go public and say, oh my God, this conference did this to us, because then you'd be implicated in um the illegal going on too. So what do you do? Insider trading, what is it called? Like, what what are we doing here? I don't know. I think as hard as Jimmy P goes for making sure that FSU feels like they should have been in a championship game and that, you know, they're going to do their damnedest by suing back, he should be working as hard to make sure we get all these teams in the NCAA tournament. That's all I can say. Yeah, but you if if the Mountain West Conference gets more than us, I might go to Charlotte myself. Well, we've been to Charlotte already, and and you know they didn't. I'm gonna really, go up to him personally. You, you know they they they. All I'm saying is this: I look at this and I say that this is a reflection of this is a reflection of that lack of leadership a little bit. But even beyond that, at some point in time, Jim, you got to fight, dude. You got to battle, back, Jimmy. You got to do something because. The reality is, yes, we're looking at Florida State and talking about, oh, if Florida State takes this action, who's coming behind? I don't think anybody's going to be coming behind them. A lot like Texas and Oklahoma, it doesn't make sense for a lot of y'all to try to jump ship. It just doesn't. Logistically, you know, from a number standpoint, from a viewership standpoint, it doesn't make sense. With that in mind, if Jim doesn't beat on every table, yes, the ACC has a guaranteed spot now, but you need to be campaigning for some at-large. You need to be campaigning for, hey, not only can we get our champion in, our runner-up can get in. Not only can we get our champion and runner-up in, maybe a team that just barely missed the ACC championship can get in in the right year. 
I guess my biggest thing also is, you know, let's say UNC goes to the Big Ten. What channel are we watching Carolina Duke matchup? Mm. Mm. And I'm talking basketball because I could care less about football at this point. I'm in, I'm in basketball mode. Where are we watching FSU Miami? Don't listen to Candace. She's on her own. I'm never, I'm never fully away from football. Okay, even in the middle of basketball. I mean, season, we just had a whole conversation about Jeff Hapley. But all I'm saying, all I'm true. saying is, all, all I'm saying know, is, Jimmy P, get up on your good foot. Please. Are we gonna have to watch UNC on Fox? That's gonna piss me off. So okay. let's <laughs> let I can do my watch. What's happening? You know, my watch ESPN app. Mm-hmm. Get do what I gotta do. So if you're going to go, let's just try to make it the SEC so we can still do the ACC SEC challenge and so I can still watch you guys. That's all. But very selfish, but alas. That's our time for today. Please leave us some comments. We would love to hear what you guys are thinking about UNC, the Board of Trustees, the possible realignment, as well as Jeff Halfley. We would love to know who you guys recommending for the coach here at Boston College and where do you think some of the Boston College stars are going to go? It's a lot to be discussed. Are you, do you feel like your team could poach a couple of these bad boys? Let us know in the comments and we will get back to you tomorrow for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.